see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the road, they but so it's fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of love, very where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of us thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with very and the toy, it's second to none. You sent me a rude text. You better say that to my face. <laughs> okay. I can barely hear you. Yeah, where the fuck are you? That's what I was asking. I know. <laughs> so we're recording early today, and I'm doing it in between two webinars that I have to be a part of. So my first one just ended, and, and here we are. Yeah, and I didn't want to record at all, actually, today. And so when I sent you a message early this morning saying I was in a bad mood, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, well, we don't have to do the show at all. And I was like, okay. And then you're all like, oh, no, no, no. We got to do the show. Yeah. The show. You know, I'm all prepped. Let's do the show. <laughs> it's like, why did you offer to not do the show? Yeah, because I thought about it. And I already know we're going to end up skipping a week coming up. And I figured that if nothing else, we were both in a bad mood. So if we would, you know, spend that time together, maybe our moods would improve. I know that you have told me before that I improve your mood. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to another episode of In the Stacks with Barry and LaToya. And yeah, let's make this a shorter show. Normally our show runs about what, like 90 minutes. Um, right. I definitely don't have 90 minutes today. And I think that we could essentially get through all the things we want to talk about um, in that time. So tell me what's going on with you outside of, you know, having, uh, being in a very, very bad mood today. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned I had to turn off my Kiss music, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I've never been a particular fan of Kiss. You know, I knew who they were. They had right, makeup right. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Same here. And, um, you know, I, I knew some of the songs. Right. You know, the big ones, mm -hmm. you know, Detroit Rock City and things like that. And, um, but I've never been a Kiss fan. Right. If it wasn't heavily played on the radio, I had never heard their song. Right. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, when I was at Barnes & Noble, I picked up a book just at random because uh, it was on sale. I picked up a book about Kiss, right? Because mm -hmm. you, know, you know how you like to watch sports documentaries even though you have no interest in sports. It, you know, I don't not have an interest in sports. I just hey, don't. I have a narrative I'm building. Oh, jeez. Right? Okay, yes. So, you are so right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, I, can, I try to listen to rap, don't like it, right? Mm -hmm. But show me a good, like, rap documentary, I'm all in it, right? Um, same thing with heavy metal, right? I used to watch this show called The Heavy Metal Show, mm -hmm. right? Because I loved seeing the heavy metal guys on there. They were fascinating people. They would be very interesting. And then I would go to listen to the music, and I'd be like, oh, what, what the fuck, right? So, but this Kiss book, very interesting. So I decided I was going to listen to Kiss, right? So I got onto Spotify. Because I paid my, my $9.99 a month Spotify no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. And I have access to all this music. So, damn it, I listened in the last two and a half weeks. I listened to every Kiss album. Yeah, that's insane. That is 20 studio albums. Jeez. Plus, um, I think it's four live albums. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I did not listen to like all the greatest hits compilations. Right, because I mean you've already heard them. So like, even though some of them have like remixes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't buy them. And then I, you know, in 1978, I believe it was, all four members of Kiss released a solo album on the same day. Oh wow, and, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, and they were like one, two, three, four on the Billboard charts. Um, I have not listened to those. Okay. Okay. Um, I probably will listen to them at some point, but right now my brain's kind of mush. Well, that and the fact that you were just doing Kiss, so the right. solo stuff would have to come later. So yeah. Yeah, and, and some of the others that you know, like Paul Stanley's done solo albums and stuff like this, right? I I haven't listened to all those. Mm-hmm. Right? So I um I will have to say, um I kind of liked it overall. Um, there's a lot of horrible, horrible music. <laughs> Um, but there is also a lot of really good music. Um, you know, it was interesting because uh, I have to say, most people I think who are Kiss fans, they dress up with the makeup and stuff. They like the early makeup era, right? Right. But in like 1982, they took the makeup off, right? And from 1982 to 1996, they didn't wear the makeup, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put the makeup back on for all these, you know, nostalgia tours, right? Um, but actually, I think the makeup free era is uh, is my groove. I like really? a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm. Now, I will have to say I, I felt more of an affinity for Paul Stanley. Okay. Um, he's the one with the star over mm-hmm. one eye um, in the makeup era. And, I, you know, I like his songs a lot. Uh, Gene Simmons is interesting. His music you can recognize right away because generally it's about fucking. <laughs> um yeah, uh, you know, he has he has some interesting lyrics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorites was, you know, when, when she bent over, I forgot my name. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. Right. Another one was, um, I want to put my log in your fireplace. All that right. That made me laugh out loud. Uh, that, was, that was pretty classic. Um, he, has a, he has a song called Domino that is awesome. That's about a stripper that he knew. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, there's, a, I mean, there's, there's some really really good gene songs but they're all you can recognize okay this is gene right right um but the other stuff is kind of interesting um i i will say that there were a few albums that just didn't appeal to me at all mm-hmm. right? um, one of them is this thing called music from the elder right that they did it was a concept album they meant for it to be like part of like a big movie or something but it never oh happened. okay okay so you have all these these songs that tell this story that was never actually made hmm. right and it is one of possibly i think the worst albums ever like ever ever not ever. just <laughs> ever <laughs> all right i mean um i mean i don't know what the fuck everybody involved was was smoking mm-hmm. uh, it nearly destroyed their career wow because, um, it was that terrible that's one reason why they had to take the makeup off a couple of years later because that album was so bad. It was, it was coming off the disco album, which wasn't good. And, and then it's this thing and it's just horrid. And the next album is their last one with the makeup on. And it's really good, but nobody fucking cared because nobody bought by it. By that time. Was, yeah. <laughs> everybody was scared off by this music from the elder, which is horrible. It is so bad. I can't, I can't express it enough. I love a lot of bad shit because it's fun to make fun of stuff. Right, right. The badness, you know. But no, this is just awful. It's hideous. Oh, gee. Um, also, the second worst uh, album by Kiss, I think, was um, Dynasty. That okay. was in 1979. All right. Um, 
and it was their disco album. It does have <laughs> I Was Made for Loving You on it, which is a great song, but that's the first song on the album. And then the, it just, it's all downhill after that. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did pick my five favorite Kiss albums. All right. All right. So at number five, because we're going we're gonna to count it down. Yeah. Number five is from 1976. It is Destroyer. Yeah. Destroyer is a, is a pretty good album. It's a nice rocking classic album from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got several you know, songs that people would know on it. And um, it is, it's just a good album. It's really good. Okay. Uh, number four is from 1983. It's the first non-makeup album. Uh, it's called Lick It Up. <laughs> um, and I will say that the, the, the title track, Lick It Up, is one of my all-time favorite kids' songs. <laughs> that song is awesome. Well, I'm hearing uh, a trend of, like, the first song is amazing, and then whatever well, happens. Well, it- <laughs> but Lick, Lick It Up's not the first song on the album. Oh, okay. It's okay. title track. Um, I think it's the third song on the album, but um, God, I, the fact that I, I think that is accurate is just I've <laughs> listened to way too much Kiss lately. But um, so "Lick It Up" really good. Um, mm-hmm. One thing you'll find with a lot of Kiss songs is they have titles that sound like sexual things, mm-hmm. even though sometimes the song isn't necessarily sexual. But I mean, that's um, that's their shtick. I mean, that yeah. was their shtick. So I, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So "Lick It Up" awesome. Uh, 1980s, and then number three is from 2012. Wow. Yeah, it's actually their last album that's not been like a compilations thing. They're mm-hmm. still pumping out compilations, fall kind of mixtures. But 2012 was an album called Monster. Uh, so they're back in the makeup. Um, by this time, it, it's not the original four again. They, they, we won't get too much into the, uh, <laughs> the personnel stuff. But um, basically, the only two people who have always been in Kiss are Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Right. Okay. And then there have been other guitarists and other drummers that we might hit on in a minute. But in Monster, um, by this point, what they're doing is they have somebody painted up like Ace Frehley's character and somebody painted up like P- Peter Chris's character. Okay. But it's not Ace or Peter Chris. It's just dudes in their makeup, right? Nevertheless, the album Monster, I think, is really good. It's a quality Kiss album. Very good. Um, the second best one is from 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Creatures of the Night. Uh, it is a really good album. It's a hard rocking album. I liked it. And my favorite Kiss album is from 1992. It is Revenge. Um, there's only like one song on that album that I don't really love. Um, but it's, a, it's an awesome album. Hmm, okay. Um, so they, those are the top five. I will go on to say that, you know, uh, I do like, you know, obviously Paul and Gene. Um, but and this will mean nothing to you, right? For uh, anybody do, listening okay. to the show who might know any of the things I'm about to say, I will say that um, the best Kiss lineup to me is definitely from the uh, non-makeup era. And it is Gene, Paul, um, Eric Carr on drums and Bruce Kulik on um, guitar. Uh, Bruce, very underrated guitarist, and um, Eric Carr, uh, who died in 1991, um, amazing drummer. So those four, I think, are the best. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, that I, you know, I have to admit, I have um, Kiss is coming to Atlanta in September. 
Um, I did look into maybe <laughs> going, but then I'm like, you know, what the hell? It's not like they're going to have anything. If they do, I'm not sure I want to be there. Is that where I want to die? You know, if with a bunch of Kiss fans, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, have, it's not your favorite lineup. Obviously, it can't be. Um, no. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, and you know they only, because I used to watch, what is it, Gene Simmons, Family Jewels, his, his reality show back in the day. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, no, I loved I that really show. That. I yeah. loved it. Um, but he always, I think in there he talks about, oh, yeah, you know, when they go tours because they, you know, they all want money or need money. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the hell are they doing with their money? Because, I don't know, it just, it's sad when it's like, oh, well, we have to go tour because we need to make some well, more money. It's funny, you know. In a way, I respect it because Paul and Gene have never, never put on a front, you know, about why. Why did why did you become rock stars, right? They mm-hmm. became rock stars for three things, right? One, Sex, drugs and money. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, they wanted okay. pussy. Yeah. Right? Two, they wanted to have fun. Okay. And three, they wanted a lot of money. Okay. And they, you know, on the one hand, I respect them tremendously because they reinvented themselves multiple times. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they, they're still out there doing this. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, they're very smart businessmen. Um, yeah. With all the licensing stuff. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously on the show back then, uh, family jewels, the, you know, Gene talks about a lot of that stuff in the show and, um, obviously he's there with Shannon Tweed and then his kids and all that stuff. But, I mean, considering that I, I've certainly never been a huge Kiss fan like you before, I, I was, a, you know, familiar enough with their hits, but I never, I mean, I wouldn't know a Kiss title. I didn't know a Kiss member outside of Gene Simmons. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did an awesome job with advert, you know, merchandising and that kind of thing that has kept them relevant. Yeah, I mean... In the 70s and then into the 90s, I would say that Paul and and Gene are like co-leaders of KISS. Mm -hmm. But in the 80s, which is really one of my favorite periods, it's definitely Paul because Gene was trying to become an actor at that time. (laughs) And so he was like in a lot of movies and he would just kind of come in and lay down his tracks and that kind of stuff. Um, And so Paul kind of took over and he produced most of their albums and stuff. Um, But yeah, it it was interesting. Um, would I recommend that you go and listen to all 20 albums? You know, if you got a hell of a lot of time and just kind of wanted to do it. Well, I was going to um, ask you, I mean, what really inspired you to do that outside of the book? Obviously you saw, but it's like, do you think that maybe that it, some of that attributes to why you're in a shitty ass mood today? There's just no. a lot of, okay. All right. Now, although I will say this after listening to two and a half weeks of nothing, but you know, I don't really even consider them metal. I consider them hard rock. Um, and then occasionally they like, you know, tried to they, look. They did a grunge album that's awful. It's really wow. Awful. Okay. They, they did it. They they the thing is when Kiss tried to like trace chase uh, trends, mm-hmm. they were always like a little slow. So there was like this period in the '80s where they were dressing like Motley Crue, where they had like the spandex. And okay. the bright colors and stuff. It, it, it was like right after everybody else had stopped wearing it. And so then in 1997, so this is after Kurt Cobain's dead and mm-hmm. everything, they, they released this grunge album. Uh, was it like an homage or something to? to? No, they were trying to, ca- you know, cash in. Cash in on the, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, I mean, they, 
at one point, the producer of the album, he, uh, he has this story in the book where he says to Gene, he says, Gene, he says, you're, you're Gene Simmons. Why do you want to sound like, you know, these other guys? Right. And he's like, I want to sound like, you whatever know, selling you know, right. and blah, blah, oh, blah. Right? Okay. And he says, yeah, but why you're kiss, right? You should sound like you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's like, look, I want to sell out records just like they're selling. Right. And he goes, Oh, okay. You want to sell, you want to make money like they're making money. And he's like, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I understand that. I understand. That. Cause yeah, I mean, Hey, at least they're keeping it real. Uh, I, yeah. I, I can respect that. Um, there's a, one of the songs from the 80s uh, that Paul did that I love. Uh, it is so fun. It's called I Just Wanna. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, there's a uh, it's very clever play on words uh, because it says, I just want to fuh. I just want to fuh. <laughs> I just want to fuh it you. Right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Because when, when he first starts singing it, you know, I'm like, you know what it sounds like, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, is this really, is this, is this the lyrics? I just want to fuck. And, uh, but then you realize, oh, wait, he's saying, fuck. Because <laughs> he's saying, I just want to fuck it, you. It, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I will say this. I've tried in the past two days to listen to other music, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> to get, but I keep going back to the kiss, damn it. Um, because everything else right now feels so soft. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, I was listening to some, uh, some Lady Gaga yesterday. Wow, and that didn't even wow. Okay, but I was just like, I was like, Jesus, we need some drums. There's <laughs> <laughs> the guitar solo, right? Uh, so yeah, I, so I've been still listening to this thing. I made a playlist of just my favorite Kiss songs, and what I did mm-hmm. was every time I would listen to an album, I would just mark the ones I liked and put them right over there. You know, and that's how I knew that Revenge was my favorite album because I, I marked the first eight songs. Wow, and okay. it ended up only being two songs that I didn't move over. And um, I was like, well, that's a pretty good album then. Um, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's my Kiss story. So I'm done with well, that. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, for you to kind of get into that space. That much like you um, have been with your music, I've been kind of in a specific space in terms of what I've been watching on television, which I know we'll, we'll get to later. But um, so I see that you're mentioning school stuff. I'll go ahead and mention that and I've, I've said it before, uh, whenever my alarm goes off in the morning, I have it, it'll, you know, tell me um, something from history, a history fact, then it will go through um, some NPR news and some Reuters news. And for the past several days, I've been hearing about, you know, Trump threatening to withhold federal funds from schools that choose not to reopen. And <laughs> it's like, Dude, you can't. It's not up to you. <laughs> so um, as far as withholding the federal funds. So, I mean, I think it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I know they, they've also talked about how they're, they're having to send international students home as far as college and how oftentimes international students are the ones to pay, you know, full tuition um, compared to American students who may get, you know, scholarships or other discounts. So um, I do think that that is interesting as well, considering that our, our cases of COVID continue to go on the rise and yet we're putting people out. So, I mean, I'm assuming that if they, um, whatever countries these individuals are from, they have to like quarantine them before they, they let them back in. That would yeah. be the assumption. Yeah. 
but yeah, so there was that school connection. So what is going on with, with school? Uh, so, you know, with Baldwin, um, they, they had a, a meeting the other day, another board meeting, and mm -hmm. they've been having all these meetings via Zoom because it's not safe for them to meet in person. Right. About us going back in person. Because, yeah, I mean, what is it our, our, uh, the Atlanta mayor has COVID. So, yes, it is yeah. still not safe. Mm -hmm. But I think it's hilarious that they can't meet in person because it's too dangerous for them mm -hmm. deciding when I go back in person. Anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, they've decided here in Baldwin that the students who were coming back on August 3rd will now come back on August 10th. Um, I'm still going in to work on July 27th. And during that, period they'll be you know giving us all kinds of training and how to handle this situation how to handle the emotional that the mm -hmm. students will be going through and um all of this kind of stuff um and how to prepare just for what's going to be a strange year um their breakfast and lunch in classrooms they're gonna what um, they're gonna sorry what? you were breaking up a little bit uh, the students will have their breakfast and lunch in classrooms. Oh, wow. Instead okay. of in the cafeteria, uh, which, of course, means I don't get a planning because that's my Right, because, yeah, exactly. But um, So you'll, you'll that, be full on in babysitter mode at that point. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then they're also, they're spacing out the desks, you know, for social distancing. They have to all be facing in the same direction, which mine were anyway. But some mm -hmm. people had, like, you know, cool little you know, circular thing. Right, right. Um, they, uh, we're going to have, you know, they're going to limit the number of kids who are in the hall at one time. So they might stagger, classes are ending and shifting and that kind of thing. Um, and between now and August 10th, parents are supposed to decide, do they want their kids to come to school or do they want them to stay home and do things virtually? Um, and so some, they, they sent out a thing today asking teachers, you know, do you want to work at home or do you want to come in? Um, so what did you say? I would rather, you know, I, I think it's unsafe to be there, but I think exactly. they would come in um, just because I think there are probably people who need to work virtually more than I do. Um, there's people who are older than me. There's probably people with, you know, health conditions, uh, health conditions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, my doctor always tells me I'm the healthiest unhealthy person they've ever met. <laughs> um, because you know, I'm overweight and everything, but I, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, there's probably people who need it more than I do. So I said I would come in. Um, but you know, there's, I just don't know how it's going to work. You know, how I don't know either. I mean, I obviously, Yesterday oh, had had somebody you know come down with it. Mm -hmm. They had been in contact with some of the football players, and so they have to cancel football practice now. Well, and, and see, that's that's exactly it, and that's why I'm like, I don't know why there's this still this push to try and reopen when there's no handle on it on on the on COVID nineteen. There's none. I mean, it just you know because even with I think MLS just started back, and yeah. one of the teams, I think it's FC Dallas or something, they they're just out. Period. Because the team, like 10 members on the team ended up with COVID. And I'm like, aren't they all in a bubble down there? One so, of the other teams pulled out today. So see, I mean, it's just, it's, oh, okay. It's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating because I'm like, it's clearly not safe to go back to normal or any real semblance of normal when it comes to something that is with groups 
and you know people being in one space together um i think i heard also something about you know there was a spike in the cases wherever trump last spoke um in that state or whatever or the city there is a spike in cases as well you know even though they offered masks and hand sanitizer and blah 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 i'm like jesus christ these people are stupid but I, I, if I had a child, I would not send the child back, not to school, not until it's safe. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do? Because, I mean, you're starting to hear of, of shortages in terms of testing being available and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is just chaos. Why would you send yourself or your child into chaos, especially if you have an option not to? You know, or I mean, yeah. even if I didn't have it as an as like an official option, I'm like, it, it comes down to the safety of yourself and those you love and, and all of that. And it, this is not safe. It's not. Yeah. But you know, there's still, I mean, there's so many people I get into arguments with them every day on Facebook who think that it's no big deal and it's all a, you know, a conspiracy or it's all just being, you know, it's all designed to try and tear down Trump. Um, it's no big deal. And, you know, a lot of people, there was somebody on Facebook who told me the other day, he says, you know, look, if the kids don't catch it anyway. And um, it's him, like oh, you're a couple of news cycles off there, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, even if you're exactly right and no children ever get it, the fact is they're going to be exposed to it and they're going to take it home. Right. And a lot right. of my kids, they live with grandma. Right. They don't live with mom and dad. True. And, you know, even in my case here, I mean, or T'Challa. T'Challa lives with, you know, mostly with his mom and his friend, mm-hmm. you know, who's like 90 years old. Um, you know, here, I mean, I'm living with my mom. She's right. in her 70s. You yep. know? I mean, they're going to they're gonna be bringing it home. And mm-hmm. so even – and I, I tell my mom this all the time because sometimes she listens to Fox News and gets oh my God. confused. So, I tell, <laughs> I say, you know what? Trump does not care if you die. Mm-hmm. He, is, it's pretty much, he has not come out and said that, but he's pretty much said that. Mm-hmm. It's more important to have the economy opened up. Yep. And he, he wants kids in school because that that's part of the economy, and it's gonna hope he's hoping that nobody starts dying like crazy. But I, I, you know, as soon as kids start dying, then I think you know it's gonna be a whole different situation. Um, I just, I, it's, and I think yeah. some kids will die. I think so too, unfortunately. And it's, I mean, especially since there is no vaccine in Granada, I hear that there are certain trials that are somewhat close, but there, there is no vaccination. So you're essentially sending your child out there naked. And, you know, I mean, when you consider all the individuals in, in, in society, those who are very um, extreme in their views that, you know, obviously this is some anti-Trump thing or whatever. I'm like, those are the people's kids that your kids are going to go to school with. So their insanity is being passed on to their children and they will likely, I mean, it's just, there's so much there. There's just so much to unwrap. And I'm like, why is it so difficult for us to just continue to um, social distance and not, you know, like, Obviously, if you are, if you're in food service, because I mean, obviously now I just order most of my food, um, you know, there are, I think there are certainly industries that can afford to social distance, but that are probably the prime areas to, to figure out how to make it better since they do have to work in relative close quarters. 
Um, but I don't think you should send back the children until you can say definitively the children are safe. Yeah, I mean, it seems like we should, it just makes sense to me to be more careful with the kids than with mm -hmm. anything else. Yep. Um, you know, it's, but a lot of people do not agree with that, so. Well, I mean, we'll I think see. it's because I think it's because they've all had to be underfoot for so long that people are still not well, used to having had their kids up under them and them be in the house. And, you know, it's, it's a lot when you're 24 seven with, with your family than, you know, in a regular day kind of thing. So, yeah. well, and like where I am, you know, here in Jones County, there's still been no deaths from COVID. Um, so I think people here in Jones County, they haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. They think that, you know, a lot of them think it's just not real. And I, you know. Oh, it'll be, be real if they send the kids back to school. Yeah, that's what I think. So too. It will. Yeah. Um, because like you said, they, even if they don't get it, they can pass it on to yeah. a parent or a grandparent or whatever. So, yeah, it'll be more real at that point. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating, though, for you to know that, okay, well, more people have to die for people to, you know, for the individuals who still don't see this as a thing um, to, to have, you know, that realization that way, you know, hang on a second, wait. And, and okay. So I know it's evil for me to think, but every time some idiot comes, <laughs> comes onto the news or whatever, and talks about how, you know, this is, you know, this is some conspiracy conspiracy or that it's somehow, you know, attacking our freedoms and stuff there's always a part of me it's like oh just shut the fuck up and just get the the, the virus it's like yeah, you're the person yeah. that needs to get it because you know it just, and i mean i know it's bad but you know, there, there are times i think the same thing it's like god i wish you would catch it <laughs> so, so, so yeah i mean and but oh well so uh, so you'll supposedly be back on july 27th you'll be going yeah, into the classroom it's going to work because like, um, and today in Jones County here, the softball team, they had to cancel practice because it turns out one of the coaches has it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they had to send everybody home. Yep. And I mean, it, how long is it going to be before a teacher or, you know, a custodian or somebody shows signs? Well, I think the worst thing they could possibly do is open it up and a week and a half later, shunt everybody over to virtual well um, see that's similar to well okay so there's a little bit of parallel recently in newton county um they had closed mostly closed down the courts you know the courthouse that kind of thing well they were slowly reopening and that is what happened one of the judges and i think i actually had interacted with that judge in person but one of the judges he was like the first african-american to serve as a supreme court judge in the um alcove district which is newton and i think another county and stuff but yeah they went back he got it and i mean he was not old by any means he got it and died and there are other people at the courthouse that apparently con uh, contracted it as well so i'm like yeah. see it's not even if you're tr it's i'm like just stop <laughs> you know until somebody figures out what's what with this thing how about you invest the time and energy energy into making virtual more um accommodating for individuals who you know again in your case where kids are um in poor families that kind of stuff because it's unrealistic to think that you can ease into something right now when there is no i mean there's just nothing 
it, it's it's to me it's just maddening i i don't understand it yeah so yeah and in, in other rough news um, yes netflix <laughs> continues to they have this Splash. thing where we, mm -hmm. we've talked about it before yep. where, you know, the show reaches four seasons and then suddenly it's gone because that, that's um, so, what happened. I think I, we mentioned it again in text when, you're, when you sent me the message about Ozark. I was like, oh, yep. yeah, of course. So because they're doing the last season, what, season four, and mm -hmm. then they'll be done. <laughs> yeah, and they've announced that that's what they're doing with the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that it had finished its third season, so I was, you know, was kind of concerned. But I figured there would be a fourth season because the third one kind of ended on a little minor cliffhanger. Um, well, they have announced that it's going to come back for eight episodes, mm -hmm. and then it's done. And, yeah, uh, it's typical Netflix. Well, I mean, considering the way the, the contracts are, why don't they – because, I mean, it's a thing. Everybody knows <laughs> that after season yeah. four. It's like, why don't they rework it so that it's, you know – I because I hate that they, it's, it's like knowing going into it, well, they better pack in whatever they've got to do because they're only going to get four seasons. Yeah. And, at uh, best. <laughs> at best, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, there was a, like, a show I like, me and uh, T'Challa liked. It, only, it was canceled after one, you know, on mm -hmm. Netflix. But, but, yeah, especially with, I mean, um, Sabrina, I mean, the whole cast is so young. I mean, you could keep it going, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Well, I mean, I, I would like to assume that maybe, of course, yeah, the four-year thing for Netflix, but also with the way the landscape is with the COVID and how it's affected Hollywood, <laughs> um, I would assume that that might be part of it, too, is like, you know, you've got to pay these people. If if you're not bringing in as much revenue as you had been pre-COVID, then, you know, you're going to have to make some serious cuts. But, and I know that's oh, yeah, I think they, the they got caught right now, in they that. They, they get that. Pay, pay increase for season five on, on you know. Mm -hmm. so. And that's that's exactly what it is. So it's like the perfect storm, you know. They hit the fourth season, COVID is here, and well, they can't afford the bump even if they continued forward. So anyway, which is sad because I mean, especially if it's a popular series, I know that these streaming services aren't the best about releasing too many of their statistics, but um, I would assume that the show as a whole is one of the top ones on Netflix. Yeah, I would assume. I don't know, but I mean, I, I don't. Say. I've never watched it, but um, I mean, I know who's a lot in of it my and stuff. But watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just that, that's usually not my cup of tea in terms of the genre. So. <laughs> Although you said that um, Kay watched it, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, he did. Did he like it? I think yeah, he did. I mean, it's like anything I won't be watching, Kay's watching. So like right now I think he's watching Warrior Nun or something. And I was like, yeah, I, I saw I I'm like I, I read the description cuz you know, of course I think it's been like in the top 10 for, you know, since it's been released on Netflix, but I was like, no, that's not me and I just continue on. So he watches stuff since we share a Netflix and um Netflix profile. The stuff he watches compared to the stuff I watch are drastically different. The only place that we meet in the middle is that we like teen movies. <laughs> so so but yeah, everything else I'm like I look at what you know what's been recently watched, I'm like, I sure as hell wouldn't be watching that. But he seems to like it. So so yeah. But um Ooh, we're running low on time. It's so weird when you actually have a time cap. So I have been lately very mentally fatigued and I've been suffering from insomnia really badly, actually. Um, I'm finding that a lot of times at night, I don't go to sleep until like 4 a.m. 
and then I have to be up like on Tuesdays I have to be up at like eight because I have that's my main meeting day yesterday I had um, so outside of that I usually wake up around 10 um, usually it's supposed to be nine but again if you go to sleep at four you need to get a little bit extra sleep uh, so yesterday I it was one of those things again where I did not sleep until 4 a.m. I had to get up and was in meetings and stuff and so before it was even five o'clock I was I was hitting the wall I was like I just I could I was in the office and, and like I just couldn't do it and I do think that I kind of have like a mild case of I think it's called or pronounced misophonia I have really high sensitivities to sound and I know misohorny oh no 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 <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, but I... That keeps me up too. I'm sure it does. <laughs> but um, I, I'm very sensitive to sound. I travel with earplugs, actually. I have earplugs in my desk, in my nightstand, in my, my purse, because I, it, it bothers me just on the regular, especially if it's just like loud noise or just if I feel like the noise is disruptive in any way. So a lot of times there'll be like people riding their motorbike up and down the street. And I mean, I want to go out there and push them off the bike. So I do suffer from sound sensitivity. Um, on top of that, when you're extremely tired, it's, it's like 10 times worse. So toward the end of the day, people were like my mother and even one of my clients, they were talking to me and every word they said, I wanted to punch them. Like I was so tired and so just like, I just need to stop. I'm not so, sure that's me so horny or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's me so angry. Most <laughs> people talk to me and I just want to do the same thing. Well, not, like, yeah, I no, no, but like just face. the sound of their voice. So yeah, I, I was, I was on the phone with uh, my mom, and she had to step away. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to step away." Well, in that moment, once she left the room, her cell phone alarm was going off, and then she had a timer go off, and I ended up just hanging up the phone. And I texted her. And I was like, "Look, I can't. I, I mean, I it my anger level rose so high, and just having to be." you know, to deal with that noise. Like if it was the wartime or something and they wanted to, <laughs> to torture me, that's all they have to do is, is to do it with noise because it really changes my, my entire mood. So I did get some rest. Um, I did, I debated for a little bit whether or not I was going to watch anything last night, especially given how tired I was and, you know, sensitivity to, to sound. So I kind of did a no sound kind of thing for a bit before I turned on the TV. But yeah, I need, uh, noise just drives me insane. So, I mean, and I mean, I sleep with earplugs because I need it to be quiet. I think best when it's quiet. You know, sometimes I will have music on, but generally speaking, I like things to just be quiet. So like Kay and I can't be in the same space for too long because he needs noise and distraction 24 seven. He needs a TV. He needs to be on the iPad. He needs to. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's, that's just, that's overstimulating my senses. So I can't do it. So, so I did get some sleep last night. Hopefully I will do the same again tonight. Um, and then also last week I'd mentioned it was, um, Miles, Miles's birthday and mm -hmm. um, Hamilton Day, which I'm like, that's what we're going to call it from now on. But I'm getting pushed back from my mom and my brother. 
<laughs> my nephew is very much um, in, in favor of, we just call it Hamilton Day from now on. And so that was pretty cool. We had a good time. And then I had another movie day with Gwen. And it was the first time we had like, it was just me and her since the, you know, we stopped going to the movie theaters and stuff. So it was cool. I mean, we did it at her house and it was during the day. But it was nice to kind of have some sort of normal, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So in addition to, well, Sabrina, which is being canceled, but what else are you, what are you watching or what have you watched? Um, Series-wise, I've been uh, watching uh, the new Unsolved Mysteries. I used to watch yeah, the like, old ones. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I've only got one episode left and I've watched all eight. Right uh, now, I so I I know it's ranked in the top ten for Netflix or whatever, but mm. I'm not watching it simply because right now I think because of my exhaustion and everything else, there needs to be a nice end or not nice, but things need to end. And unsolved mysteries, by definition, right. it does not. You know, there's all these questions. I'm like, yeah, my mind can't take that too. So yeah. <laughs> I need for the story to start and end and even, you know, whether it be someone died or whatever, that it's just that story. So give it to me in like dateline fashion or something and I'm good to go. Yeah. My mom and I were talking about that when we were watching the first episode. I, Cause I, I said, yeah, I prefer true crime things where they, they solve it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I said the same thing. I said, you know, unsolved mysteries ain't going to solve anything. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're, they've been pretty good. I was wondering how they were going to do it. Of course, Robert Stack dead mm -hmm. um it's the same theme music and you see robert stack's face oh okay cool shadow at the end of the so it's music. an homage to yeah that's cool but there's no host um there's you... no host at all um, huh. so you, evidently people are asking them questions and stuff but you never hear anybody's voice or whatever it's just like so they just you know, string like, together the narrative there's no yes. wow yep. okay that's more difficult to me i would yeah. think that takes a little getting used to yeah um i need a, a storyteller i like a narrator so. yeah there's no narration no. wow um and of the first season um it's all pretty much standard murder kidnappings those kind of things mm -hmm. there's one uh, ufo episode okay um you know but and there's one episode that's uh set overseas and so almost the whole thing is subtitled um that one annoyed me uh <laughs> but it's it's been good i would recommend it if you like the old unsolved mysteries yeah um, and again i did but it's like we said it's like it's unsolved i need something that has some sort of finality i think well, just in the in 2020 with so much up in the air i don't need more things that are on a on a answer right. <laughs> the old show was it did it have multiple mysteries in each episode i don't remember if it had multiple. I can't remember either, but I thought there was like one big one and then like a couple of little ones, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But these are all one mystery mm -hmm. per episode. So it's like an hour long. Yeah. Uh, then I've watched several movies lately. Um, I watched a horror movie yesterday called Yummy. Uh, why it was called Yummy, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was... <laughs> but it was, it was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a zombie movie. Okay, it's of course. at a hospital in Eastern Europe. Um, I will say, unlike most movies, they uh, they showed full frontal male nudity, hmm. um, and it was an erect penis on top of that. Wow! Which they show even rarely, more rarely. Yeah, more rarely. Uh, yeah. I had, I had never seen an erect penis on fire. 
that was uh that was wow that's like wow. a unicorn moment wow yeah, when, when it started happening i was watching it by myself and uh i was watching i was i was like jesus christ <laughs> and Did you uh, get a little excited a little hot berry or <laughs> well I mean, you know it's it's just like wow you know, I've watched a lot of horror movies. When I see something new, it's like, wow. Yeah, that is. Um, but it gets wow. worse because the, the, a girl gets a um, uh, fire extinguisher and sprays it on the guy because he's on fire, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, you see him standing there with this, like, you know, wang, you know, all covered in the stuff and everything. He's like, I can't feel it anymore. All right. And then the, <laughs> tip, the tip of his dick falls off. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And he picks it up and he's looking at it. He puts it in his pocket. You know, I guess to see if they can reattach it later. Oh and, um, but then it gets eaten by zombies, so it doesn't matter anyway. Um, <laughs> last night I watched a uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie called The Daytime Ended. Mm-hmm. That's uh, That's horrible. 2020. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, it was a horrible, horrible science fiction movie from the 70s. It's oh, amazing. wow. But it was hilarious, in, you know, because they, they made fun of it. Um, and then today I watched a really good movie. It's called Monster Party. Okay. It's about these three teenagers who uh, break into people's homes, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how they get their cash. So they decide they're going to break into this really fancy house, and it turns out that there's a party being held that night with a bunch of people there and all recovering serial killers, right? Mm-hmm. They've all, you know, it's like AA meetings, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's been four years and two weeks since I, you know, killed anybody, this kind of stuff. But – yeah, it, it gets things go terribly awry, <laughs> and uh, some people some people fall off the wagon. And um, yeah, it's it's it was a funny movie. It was very good. Wow. Well, you, you know, like ninety nine hours. Of sure, it seems like it. Uh, when I, so when I was working on the list today, because every time, like this whole time since the last show, I was like, you know, I need to write this down. I need to write this down because I track it in my app, but it's. I found that sometimes the movies don't show up. So anyway, I, I feel like I could have been watching something else and forgot to put it in there. But I of course I watched Space Force, um, which was a great follow-up in terms of leaving Parks and Rec to do Space Force because it has one of the characters from, um, or the actors from Parks and Rec is in this the show. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Steve Carell is in it. John Malkovich, and then you know we've talked about before. I said I can only kind of watch him in chunks. Um, so it was actually really good. Uh, I would certainly um, suggest that you watch the ten episodes. Okay. I watched the end of Cable Girls, which was a Spanish dubbed um, series that I'd fallen in love with because it was about. The, the title or they were cable girls um telephone operators um and i mean the, the series went past and you know beyond all of that but it was really good and i watched all of the babysitters club uh the the i, I thought it was great you know they do update it in terms of you know they're not like living in the 80s or anything like that so um you do you know they do have cell phones and even though you know the 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 phone line to the babysitters club is a landline um anyway it was really cute so if you're just looking for something you know kind of fun to watch it's think i would like it i think so i mean i was for me you know obviously there was a lot of nostalgia the lead character the, pl- the one who plays i think christy she reminds me a little bit of um Lindsay lowen back in uh, the day 
Well, no, I'm yeah. just saying like, just because I mean, she was, she was talented. You know, I always yeah. liked her. Um, she reminds me of her. To me, she looks a little bit like her. Um, yeah, you should check it out. Uh, it's a, it's an easy watch like, and it's just fun. all like preteens or are they like at least teenagers? No, they're um, seventh graders going into eighth grade. I don't know. That's like, that's like jailbait there. I, I, maybe I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would hope that you're not watching it and thinking anything inappropriate, but okay. Yeah, you probably did the Lindsay Lohan stuff, you know. Oh well, yeah, that's that is true. Lindsay so. Lohan around the time of that, uh, that Herbie. Yeah, you were. Wow. <laughs> so, so in the Babysitters Club, there were people that I knew too. Um, what's there? Alicia Sil- Silverstone plays the main mom in it and it was just kind of surreal for the first time time? what the hell (laughs) so what did you think i liked it it was good cool imagine watching it when it was more relevant like when in that time it was it was cool it's like i just thought i didn't know that paul rudd was in it yes uh, (laughs) he looks the same yes you know he's on my hall pass he's one of my hall passes so i love paul rudd uh, everything that um alicia silverstone wore in that movie i would like to have sex with her in oh my God. all of her well, outfit then, yeah don't right, right down my my mm-hmm. dirty lane mm-hmm. um yeah i love well the then yes don't watch babysitter's club skirts. i was like damn everything yeah, don't don't watch Babysitters Club. <laughs> Funny way of talking though. Well, yeah, her sure mouth does like something. That. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of yeah. cute and kind of weird. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, if you fell in love with her, it'd be adorable. Right, know? right. But, or otherwise, it would just not, annoy the hell out of you. Well, yeah, it's like I watch her mouth a lot when she's talking because she does like weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, I'm but, assuming it's just a condition or something like that. Because yeah, I mean, she's always yeah. she still kind of does. Yeah, she does that now. I just, you know, I don't really pay attention to the quirks of of whatever. But so then after all of that stuff, I was in this military mood. So I don't get into military moods usually because it's doom and gloom and I just, I can't. So I started my kind of military history type of thing with watching a series on called The Last Czars. So of course it was about the Romanov family or dynasty in um over in russia and how you know their dynasty lasted like 300 years and then they massacred the entire family um so it was a mix of them kind of telling you the history and then some acting piece it 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 was actually just it was done very very well so i enjoyed it for what it was um you know there's i always watch these types of things and it's like even though you know the ending you somehow wish or hope that something changes and it, and it you know history is somehow rewritten so um that was that was cool i watched um a series on called conspiracy that was done back in 2015 um, so it had a lot of stuff about the Nazis. Whoop. I don't know why um, Siri decided to. Anyway, so it was about the Nazis. It was about the space race. It was, you know, so each each um, episode was about some whatever, some different conser- conspiracy theory. Um, you know, there was the one, yeah, the one devoted to the space race talked about how, you know, they're like, you know, it was faked and they did it in a studio. And if you, if the, the flag looked like, 
looks like there's wind and they had like a scientist on there and they're like well you know even if you're in a vacuum if you shake something it's going to flap i mean they're like <laughs> so um but it was just it was it was cool there were things that i just didn't even realize was a, a, a conspiracy and there were moments where I almost felt like I could kind of believe a conspiracy. So that kind of bothered me. So I'm I was glad when those 12 episodes were done. I then moved on to watching a series called Churchill's Secret Agents. Um, so it talked about the SEO back in during the, the, the Second World War. Okay. Um, I, most of the stuff it seems like I've been watching has been tied to the second world war in some way um after watching that series um huh you and your nazi fascination right right um i then watched yeah i feel like there's a series missing in there i think i watched something else um i then watched oliver stone's untold history of the united states uh, it's a 10 episode series uh what what's funny is that when we went to what was it? Um, New Orleans this year before the COVID breakout. Uh, one of our Uber drivers had talked, had mentioned it, um, the stuff out in there. And he was like, you know, I learned so much stuff I, that I did not know. Um, and I put it on in my app to watch it. So when I clicked on it, when I saw it come up, because, you know, then it was in my suggestions after all the military stuff I'd started watching. Um, and I have one more episode to watch. Um, which is in, involves like Obama and stuff like that. It it has been very interesting. Now, if you're not a history buff, don't watch it. It it is very to me. It's very dry. Um, and you know, I don't mind dry stuff. But it even though Oliver Stone narrates it and all that stuff, if you do not enjoy history, you are not going to enjoy it. Gotcha. But it was cool to find out just, again, there were plenty of things in there about Amer American history that I was like, wait a second, what? Um, so Oliver Stone in the beginning starts to talk, huh? Give an example. Um, conspiracy stuff or what is it? No, no, no. Well, so in the beginning he talks, he talks about, um, he's like, you know, he realized when his children went to school and when he was asking them what they were learning about, how much they, how much of it was whitewashed. Um, so an, an example of it is in terms of the, the, the U.S.-Russia relationship, that it actually had been a good one. Um, it was actually Russia that did a lot of the help in terms of with World War II and getting it to its conclusion. Um, right. They talked about the stuff that happened after it and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like oftentimes we're, we're told the great American story, but it's, you know, there were things I was finding out that America had been doing that I'm like, holy shit. You know, they, with what they did in Vietnam, I didn't know all of the specifics around it, but the fact that they bombed the hell out of that place. Right. Um, in the end, it was talking about like, oh, 16 of 19 cities were, were you know, le um, leveled and, you know, they, they used, um, warfare in terms of like killing the crops um mm -hmm. the with the whole napalm stuff and so as a result of like all of that um many of the people there were you know ended up with cancer 
um, they had deformed children. Of course, they show you this on the, I mean, it's just, it, it's a lot. And so I actually don't like sit there and watch, watch it. I'm like coloring while it's going on because I'm like, it's again, the information is dense. So um, they talked about, they went into detail with the Bay of Pigs. They talked about how close we were to, to World War Three. that people, closer than people even realized. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was stuff that, I did not know the details. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, you might be interested in this because, you know, they do spend a bit of time talking about um, World War II, that kind of thing. But it, it, for me, made me, I honestly felt like I was not uh, proud to be an American in those moments, knowing what we had done to other countries. And the fact that, you know, it's like, we'll blame other countries for being communistic or whatever, but the things we were doing, like so we developed the atom bomb first, the things that we were doing made it so that we were essentially bullying the entire world because it's like, hey, look, we have this, you don't, so you're going to do what I want, want you to do. And so, I mean, it was, again, it's, it's really fascinating if you, if you like history. <laughs> um, so that amounted to a, over 42 hours of television, but that wasn't at the end of it because <laughs> I watched Eurovision Song Contest twice. I watched it, um, I believe, when we, the night that we recorded the show, as well as over at Miles and Cassie, or Gwen's house, sorry, when we... Will Ferrell movie. Yes. Not an actual Eurovision song. Right. The Soria Fire Saga. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, we saw that. And I mean, I loved it. Even watching, even though I watched it two days back to back, I was still just cracking up. And of course, like with anything else, when you rewatch something, it's like you realize you missed something from before. Um, right. Hamilton, amazing. At the, by the end of it, I was crying. And like my nephew was just laughing. <laughs> so I was just, I thought it was done so well. Nice and it, it, it's just, it was remarkable. It, it was the, the, um, the different types of music that they used and the, the acting is amazing. And every time the King came on, I, I loved it. He's my favorite. I, yes. I, well, I mean, I love Jonathan Groff anyway, because he's right. been in a ton of stuff that I've watched. But yeah, that was freaking hilarious. And I'm like, he's so into the character. You see his spit flying out of yes. his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I love him. I mean, I know he's gay, but I totally am in love with him. Yeah, and so, there's some line where he says something like, you know, and, and you know, and I love you, you know, and I, I, I'll kill everything that you love just to show you. Or yeah, something. <laughs> But it, I mean, if it's, it, it made, it made me of course miss going and seeing live plays. Cause we, we, we used to do that with some regularity, uh, but it was amazing. It, it completely blew me away. And I mean, finding out the stuff about like, you know, um, Ham Hamilton's wife, what she accomplished after he had died. And, yeah. you know, it was just, it was amazing. Um, I did also watch my spy and yeah. i thought it was cute i we enjoyed yeah. it that was the movie yeah that was the movie that we that um Gwen and i saw the next day and you think stuber was a little funnier well but i don't i can't compare kind of movie yeah they're two completely different kinds of movie the, i mean the target audience is different right so like a family kid movie and yeah but that's what i meant was that i enjoyed stuber more right 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 but I think my spy was cute. 
Well, I mean, I enjoy, like, so it's just a matter of what mood I, I'm in. So, like, that day, I, you know, going into it, I knew what type of movie it was going to be. So, you know, if you asked me on the day, I'd say, oh, yeah, I just love this movie. But, um, yeah, it just the audience is different. Uh, I then moved on to a movie that my mom suggested. Like, I'd gone over to her house, and she was watching it, and it had Maggie Smith in it. It was directed by Dustin Hoffman. It was a 2012 movie. So I watched that. That was pretty cool. And then because I was doing some music-based one, I moved on to Feel the Beat, um, which is a Netflix one, and Raising the Bar, which is gymnastics. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's, it's – and, again, I do think that there may be some stuff I'm missing, missing from my list, which I know is hilarious, but whatever. So I think it's that special time. Um, we can end with what I was going to mention. I mean, I'm, all, you know, the, sound, my Sarah, webinar is about to start, time. but, huh? No, you sound like those girls in my class. It says special time, Mr. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing, uh, <laughs> I swear. So Kanye West has, has, has said that he plans to run for president in 2020. Uh, he has indicated that, you know, if that he's taken off his red hat, so the, the MAGA hat, whatever. And he says that obviously, if Trump is the rep Republican, um, what do you call it? Sorry. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, that he would run as an independent. And I was uh, in my head. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with people? It's like, it's like, read the room. When these like third party candidates come in, and especially like later in the race, like I'm I'm fine with multi multi count um multi parties like three whatever I don't care, but when you come in when it's essentially already been decided that you know this candidate and this candidate is who you're voting for, all you're doing is you're getting in there and you're gonna split the vote. Yeah. So you know, for people, I mean, he's a he's a big Trump fan. I know, and and I that that's why I was like, Jesus Christ, could could twenty twenty be any crazier? I mean, I, I would like to be able to almost just erase this year from history because of how shitty it is for like everyone in some context. Um, but yeah, the idea of it was like, oh my gosh! So he'll of course get the stereotypical some of the black vote which will then pull away those votes, some of those votes from Biden, because I mean, you know, outside of the crazy black people that are on Trump's side, I would think most others <laughs> would, would be voting for Biden. But I was like, I just, I, I, I can't. Even in the Oliver Stone thing, they talked about the chaos that came with the Al Gore situation and how the Supreme Court was just like, you know what, tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> they stop the counting yeah. and and they're like okay bush it's you so again i do think you should watch the oliver stone um series but i i just it just irritate it was another thing to irritate me in 2020 it's like kanye please no i mean i'd never vote for kanye anyway but then again to a candidate a candidate like kanye is is now somehow more palatable because you know someone like trump made it into office so i i just i don't know and then all the stuff in the series that they talked about around reagan i was just like holy shit <laughs> um i mean again i was born in 1980 so he was president when i was born but 
some of the things they showed about Reagan and how the, his, the things he believed in, that kind of stuff, was eerily so similar to some of Trump's stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow. I, I mean, it just changed my entire view of, of Reagan. Um, it, yeah, the, again, I, I do think you should watch it. Um, but anyway, so yes, chaotic year, politics, all that stuff. After watching all this stuff, I'm going to finish the last episode of um, Oliver Stone's Untold History of the United States. But I think after that, I'm going to be done with the historical stuff for, for a minute. <laughs> so, you know, I always get kind of in these grooves and then I, I have to break out of it. So I've been on a break for a while from like English or British series like, you know, I enjoy watching. So it might be time to go back. <laughs> I was going to recommend you might enjoy um, I think it's Athlete A on Athlete Netflix. A. Okay. Um, it's about the um, molestation scandals and cover ups involved in. The gymnastics uh, or gymnastics yeah okay and, um it's really good um it says a, it's it's interesting you know i know you like the sports kind of stuff mm -hmm. and um of course this veers heavy into you know moral and right right you said it's on netflix it is so yeah um, because I was going to say, because, you know how I would say that generally I don't watch Netflix. Well, because I started watching Space Force, then I was just like, everything else outside of Cable Girls, well, no, that's on Netflix. I just, all of the stuff I was watching are Netflix stuff. The, yeah, since you kept then. Saying, yeah, you were like bad talking Netflix, and I was like trying to tell you, it's like, I don't know. Well, no, I'm, it's not that I was bad talking it. I'm saying I have more stuff content in Amazon, so that's, that's why, why I, I tend to watch it. Like the, what's new this week? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, but as we wrap up the show, Barry, watch the Oliver Stone thing. Right. Um, I think you will appreciate it. And again, for me, it was just moments where I was like, oh my God, the U.S. isn't, you know, we've all been somehow somewhat brainwashed into thinking how, you know, stellar our record is. And it's like, no, 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 we were doing all this shady shit <laughs> to other countries. We were paying, you know, like in terms of candidates to run against people. And I mean, it's just, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it made me understand why for some people, they just don't, they don't like America. Right. I'm, I'm just surprised that like Vietnam hasn't been like, you know, F you America. Because, I mean, what we did over there was just, it was just wrong. I mean, we were, we were almost in some ways bringing about another Holocaust. Oh, yeah. So it just, and again, they don't really teach you those crux pieces of it in school. Or at least I know that I don't recall getting that kind of detail about it. But it, um, the series makes you, it obviously is about, okay, this is America, this is the truth. These are the pieces that you just don't understand. Um, so, so watch it and tell me what you think. I expect you to watch it at some point. So, so yeah, it's been an awesome episode. I know that we are um, running over on time as far as for me. I need to go to a webinar. But do you feel any better, Barry, having recorded the show? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel, I feel that good that i've managed to get some of this kiss information out <laughs> okay 
not that oh i got to spend time with my best friend no it's just i got to talk about kiss That's it. Yeah, i needed to, to vomit out some of this information that i had uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> the past few days i've gone back to watch some of their music videos from the 80s oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> their, their 80s music videos are very 80s. Mm. A lot of hair and hairspray. A lot of uh, like girls in lingerie, like pushing cars. <laughs> um, their guitarist is like in the pool. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's just really weird. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okie dokie then. Bye. See you motherfuckers next week.